On today's Good Word, we're talking about the origins of antiseptic theory and how to clean both our hands and our hearts. Though he wasn't the first person to point out the importance of cleanliness, Dr. Ignatz Semmelweis was the first medical professional to link a doctor's hygiene with patient mortality. He noticed that doctors who worked with cadavers before moving to help birthing mothers had a higher chance of losing their patients than the midwives who only worked with the mothers. In 1847, he forced all doctors to wash their hands thoroughly between autopsies and helping with births. Infant mortality dropped dramatically. But Semmelweis's theories that doctors were somehow carrying cadaverous particles with them wasn't accepted. He was eventually shunned from the medical community and died without knowing his efforts would be vindicated by Louis Pasteur's work on germ theory. Some doctors of the time took offense to the implication that their hands could be unclean. As medical professionals, they were supposed to be gentlemen. How could they be the cause of disease? But time has proved that greater access to hygiene is the best predictor of disease prevention. It's not a matter of getting decontaminated once and then never getting dirty again, but instead practicing regular habits of cleanliness. Before anyone coined the term antiseptic, Clean hands were still seen as a powerful symbol of good action. Doing wrong got your hands dirty, metaphorically speaking, but those stains could be washed off. The psalmist of the Old Testament famously linked clean hands and pure hearts for the ancient world. In Psalm 24, we hear that the righteous are those who clean their works and their hearts continually. Those looking to find the Lord need to purify their thoughts and actions, preparing themselves for the presence and power of God. Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from the God of his salvation. The Lord expects his children to prepare themselves to meet him face to face, but that work is the work of a lifetime. Though there are covenants and ordinances required of us as servants of God, one-time rituals aren't enough to prepare us for heaven. We don't wash our hands once in our life and immediately become pure forever. Like regularly washing our hands, we renew our covenants time and time again. Through this process, our actions become purified and our hearts, realigning us with God once again. If hands can be renewed, why not hearts? Repentance is what makes the Lord's gospel different from any plan for self-improvement or any self-help course. We'll naturally change throughout our lives, hopefully for the better, but it's only through the Lord's help that we can change our very being with such purpose. More than just changing our behavior, turning to God can change our hearts, purifying them into something worthy to give to God. In contrast to a world that demands lots of what we have to offer physically, the Lord requires something very simple. He wants ourselves. In preparing to meet the Lord, we don't have to be perfect from the very beginning, but we do need a willingness to continually cleanse our hearts and our hands as we become closer to Him and letting Him purify us so we can stand in holy places. And that's the good word. 